Hey, Stoopies, thank you for joining me. Okay, I'll give a... Oh, you know what? I'm supposed to play this fantastic song, so I'm going to start doing that. I hope you guys can recognize this. What song is this?
Okay, probably enough of that. <laughs> you got the idea, guys. So <laughs> I I was、uh, not paying attention about this、uh, Charles the King Third coming to power, and、uh, I was like, "Gee, that's interesting." And uh, and uh, of course,、uh, last Sunday I did this、uh, Dobbs decision episode number five, where I dig out、uh, this Justice Scalia's. Dissenting opinion、uh, that he says it is of overwhelming importance who it is that rules me. He 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 is upset with that gay marriage decision where he is the minority, and he continues to say this: today's decree, today's decree says that my ruler. And the ruler of a 320 million Americans, coast to coast, is a majority of the nine lawyers on the Supreme Court. I I find that out to be super super appropriate, because when America was founded, we have debated this question: Who is that rules me? Who are Who is our ruler or rulers, right? And、uh, Scalia has said, you know, in that、uh, gay marriage de-、uh, decision, the majority of the nine lawyers on the Supreme Court are our rulers. So with the King Charles the Third coming to power, I was like, geez, with the lifetime appointment, these nine lawyers on the U.S. Supreme Court really are our rulers. The king, they are the kings, because there's nothing we will will remove them from the office. Literally, they are the,、uh, among three branches of government. They are the only one who has this lifetime appointment. They literally can do no wrong, right? So, so, so that is why I was like, "Geez, I want to do one、uh, episode, just called the Supreme Court is the king. They are our king." So, so before I get into that, a real quick、uh, news update. One of them is about King Charles the Third. If you watch the YouTube、uh, video clips about his、uh, coronation, it illustrates perfectly the different source of political power for the British people as compared to the Americans. You know, I see the word. He,、uh, King Charles, was anointed with the holy oil. <laughs> right, it has something to do with the God's wish that the Charles be the king, <laughs> and also they have this、uh, ornament in the in the in the in the coronation that you literally have a picture, a fine fine art, have angels singing to the tree of the royal family. <laughs> And along the tree line, you have all these、uh, fancy stuff. I'm pretty sure those are represent the different、uh, rulers of Britain. Of course, not including George Washington. I'm pretty sure. And the the song called the Zadar the Priest, you know, will 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 say, "All the people rejoice." <laughs> And I don't think among them there are American people. <laughs> so we are very opposite of them. I have I mentioned before. I learned the source of political power in America from this very famous conservative guy, 
a Republican leader by the name of Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich, before he was politician, he was a history professor. So he made a speech. I don't know at what, don't remember at what uh, occasion he said this. In America, the sovereign people, the, the the power goes to the people first. It's in the Declaration of Independence. We the people has the power given by the divine entity. The power belongs to us, we the people. In Britain, the divine entity give the power to the royal families. And that's why the royal family are the, represent the sovereign power of Britain. In America, no, we the people represent the sovereign power of the entire country, including the government. Right? By comparison, you know, the coronation of King Charles just represents, it has to be anointed by a holy oil, meaning the gods have given his approval that King Charles to be the king. <laughs> the old angels are singing <laughs> to the royal family trees, and all the people must rejoice. Uh, by the way, I, I heard that if you say something bad about royal family these days, the UK government may get you arrested. I did not know that for a fact because uh, I'm not a British. So that's one thing, one news I want to talk about. We are very different. I've always said, I think there's a guy uh, I'm calling, his name's Gator, and he's uh, apparently from Britain. I have said before, told him that you, you are British, you are not American, so save it for yourself whatever great idea you have. And uh, and the second uh, news really uh, is, as you can imagine, unprecedented pace of mass shootings. Right, for that, I just want to quickly rehash this idea that I thought about it before. Are some of these American mass shootings act of social justice? Because uh, I'll tell you this, the two mass shootings in the past week, when both in... Texas. The Cleveland incident, the Cleveland shooting, it seems to be, it, I'm not going to say okay, it, it seems to be easy to identify the motive, motivation. So there is a little dispute between neighbors. This, this person, this crazy person is shooting guns in the backyard and the neighbor had a newborn baby trying to sleep. And uh, this little dispute, you know, led to a tragedy. But at least I know that is a, there's a private dispute and the gun was used as a tool to resolve that dispute. But for this shooting in Allen, Texas, I was quite shocked because this is the first time I saw the, the shooter coming out of his vehicle, not even parked, not even properly parked in the parking lot. He's just driving not even parked his uh, car properly. He stepped out and pulled out the, the AR assault style rifle and just start shooting. Now, to me, this kind of shooting literally is that he does not have a specific target. He wear his body armor. He just want to cause mass casualties. He want, he wanted to make a statement. So I think that this is a Texas, uh, Allen, Texas shooting is more like a, I call it a social shooting, uh, killing. A killing intended to show the entire society.
It's like a, a violent demonstration. You know, I know some of the uh, BLM demonstration uh, protests uh, got into some violence. It's like a violent demonstration. It's like a riot. It's like a violent act intended intended to cause the maximum repercussions to the entire society. I think that because the shooter believed that the entire society has wronged him. So this is something I always want to bring up because I regret deeply that our politicians will never come out and address the issue, the issue, the grievances behind these mass shooters. I've said before, if we are a responsible people, we need to investigate to the bottom of it exactly what happened for each mass shooting incident. Like what we did for a 911 attack. Like what we did with, uh, you know, airline traffic accident. All these things need to be investigated. So these are the two things. Uh, uh, the two, two pieces of news I want to share with you. So now back to why the U.S. Supreme Court is actually the king in the United States. First of all, I actually do not know under what circumstances, under what theory, among three branches of government, the judiciary will have a lifetime appointment. I understand the judiciary must maintain their their independence, but that has nothing to do with why they have to be there for the for the for the for the life of that uh, judge? Because I know in 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 state of Delaware, the judges are not lifetime appointment. I'm pretty sure those trial court judges, criminal court judges, chancery court judges. I remember they have like a four year tenure, and they have to be reconfirmed, re uh, uh, renewed. So that definitely is not the case. We have the president that. The maximum term he can have is two terms. And we have a, the Congress have similar terms. You have to just re, run for re-election. But only for the judges. Somehow they have a lifetime appointment. And you cannot really challenge their ethics. You cannot really charge their job performance, judicial performance. Because if you are a president and you perform poorly on the economy, on the national defense, people can vote you out. If you are a president, you somehow have some ethics issues, such as Bill Clinton sleeping with an intern, while well, people may be able to impeach you or not vote for you next time around. But that's not the case for the judge. I don't know why. Someone have to, you know, Enlighten me on, on, on that. And there's a reason when I find out these U.S. Supreme Court justices are truly the king for many reasons. So let me start with this. Now, this is not something I made up just because of King Charles III become the, the king now. I have said in the very beginning, the white privilege in this multi-racial society we call America has three tiers, right? I call the white privilege comes from the white majoritarian democracy in a multi-racial society. It is for the white majority to make laws, first of all, lowest tier. Second, to enforce laws, second tier. And the third, 
is to administer laws. And somehow it was, it is done always at the expense of the racial minorities. So among these three tiers, I've said the judicial white privilege is the highest tier because judiciary in any democracy is supposed to be the gatekeeper. It's supposed to be even-handed. It's supposed to be able to civilly resolve any grievances among different parties. For that, for that being, uh, uh racial groups, political groups, corporations versus a worker, you name it. Right? Funny enough, at this highest tier of our democracy, we have people who have a lifetime appointment, almost can do no wrong. Just like King Charles III. Someone have to explain to me why. I don't get it. I don't get it. So, so, so as you probably heard in the past, that I find out on the country, instead of uh, the courts being even-handed, the courts has been the one that started all these racial discriminations, which I'm going to cite a whole lot more examples down below. But the key is this, the people who ruled us, according to Justice Scalia, are the nine lawyers on the U.S. Supreme Court. That is true. And they made a whole bunch of mess Serious, serious mess. And they are the kings. You can't touch them. You truly cannot touch them. Anytime. Not today. Not 50 years ago. Not 100 years ago. Right? So, let me take a call from, from, from Rudy. I know it's Rudy. Hey, Rudy. Are you there, Rudy? Yes, I am. I see. I wasn't meaning to call. I think I you know, accidentally hit the call button. But now that I'm here, I was wondering, um, so what role did the sort of commercial, you know, um, groups in society have in anointing the uh, the king? You know, like um, here, the judges, they, they're chosen by you know, these, I suppose, leaders, the president, um, and ultimately those they're chosen by you know the commercial interest so in in england you know i understand that the oil sometimes you know at least appears to choose but i'm i'm thinking it also at some point you know the the commercial groups had a big part in the choosing of the king or queen um i don't know what what do you know about what do you well, uh, this is something, this is an idea I just got because of the coronation of a King Charles III. Uh, I actually need the input from you guys too. Like, I, I want to find out, I know in Delaware, the state judges are not lifetime appointment. I actually, you know, 10 years ago, I did something uh, really bad because uh, there is a pretty famous judge in Delaware. She is just a uh, bad okay so i complained about her and uh some for some reason the governor refused to renew her to be the chief judge of a particular court and uh, what's even worse the ju uh, the governor did not even renew her judgeship 
for the in, for any judge ship so she ended up working as a lawyer and now i go to that law firm she worked for i said she has a problem she's a very unethical person and then the law firm ended up uh terminated her so she now became a like someone worked in a state uh community college what i'm trying to say is that the state i know in delaware the judges do not have a lifetime uh, time appointment and I do not see how bad it could, it could be. Now, going back for, for what Rudy's asking. Now, I, like I said before, our country is controlled and operated by lawyers. And they are taking this country down the drain. I have said it before. Well, I'm saying this not because I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican. Not because I'm a Biden supporter or Trump supporter. There's a lot of other people saying the same thing. So going back to your question, Rudy, is that I do know the Bar Association, I call them the legal profiteer trade union, trade groups, they had a, they played a lot of role, uh, a part in, in, in selecting judges. That I do know. As a matter of fact, next Sunday, uh, I'm going to talk about Justice Alito's grievances. And one of them is a hilarious, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk about it. Going back to this is that, yes, there is a lot of money involved. They they said for to put out a a, a Supreme Court uh, a nomination, it's what well, average cost is like a ten million dollars. When there is just you know, I, I know we it takes what two billion dollars to to get a president. Yeah, it's true. You know, whenever there's these random searchings for all kind of stuff that exists might not exist the lawyers always get paid so in these yeah. impeachment things as yeah. useless as they are in yeah. these russian witchcraft huntings um, yeah. yeah exactly go ahead you know in, in all of it in all of it there's always sorry children in all of no it worry. there's always the lawyers getting paid and you know if you if one is working backwards one you know I think it's easy to, to see these connections, at least it's easier, right? Who yep. in the end do all of these things always align to serve? You, you would think is probably the one that's paying the, the piper. Exactly, exactly. So, so I hope what I'm talking about is, is consistent with what I've been talking about since a year ago, is that among these three tiers of white privilege, the judicial white privileges, are they at the, at the highest tier? They, are the, they have the last say of all the controversies, right? When they are literally just totally beyond anyone's question of their ethics, their competence, I think we're just literally ruled. Our rulers are nine lawyers on the U.S. Supreme Court that have the king's immunity, absolute immunity. True. These you know? people could just decide that they don't want to show, show up when the government calls them. Exactly. You just imagine what else they, they, you know, they they can do to to get them in trouble. They 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 can do anything. Now, by the way, I'm going to attack the justice on the on the left side too, on the progressive too. Okay, I, like I did in the past. So go ahead, Brady.
Mic check. You there, Brady? Brady, go ahead. All right, like. I was having some microphone issues. Um, no sorry worries. about that. I was having some microphone issues, but I actually don't have a comment yet. I was just calling in, so I had a chance to call in before you made Rudy a speaker. Because if you make Rudy a speaker, I can't call in, so I just have to call in. No, early, you, so. you can actually. You, you you can see Brady. You you both are on. So okay, let let's say peace. Okay, peace, everybody. So let uh, so let me continue. So. Anyone who has an idea how this lifetime appointment gets started? Why some states you have to run for re-election re- re- for, 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 for judges? I do not know why is that. Okay. So teach me. But, but right now I can see is that according to Justice Scalia, who is a conservative, saying that in this democracy we're in, we have rulers. The rulers are nine justice nine lawyers on the U.S. Supreme Court. And since we know they they are totally beyond reach when we have questions about their ethics, about their competence, we're stuck. And by the way, their lousy decisions is going to last more than their lifetime, right? Which I'm going to use example. That their decision, an ethical, legally wrong, as trust, you know, disastrous, if that's the case, those bad decisions last more than their lifetime. We end up, we the people end up suffer from it. Right? So I want you guys to think along that line. So now let me just briefly talk about what I talked about yesterday. The king's sovereign power versus we the people's personal and sovereign right. Right? Again, I'm going to quote that British guy by the name of Thomas Paine. He's from Britain. He's among, he's among the founding fathers of this country. He said, the fact, therefore, must be that the individuals themselves, each in his own personal and sovereign right, entered into a contract with each other to produce a government. And this is the only mode in which governments have a right to arise. This and the only principle on which they have a right to exist. So our founding father is very explicit. It's called the government by our consent. Did we ever consent a king's lifetime appointment to the nine lawyers on the U.S. Supreme Court? I don't think so. It's not in the in the in, in the founding do, do, uh, do, documents at all. So having said, you can imagine that among three branches of our government, the judiciary is likely the place for a king or nine kings. They have lifetime tenure. And you could you can do you cannot do anything about it. So now I'm going to start my grievances with this uh, king's treatment of nine of these nine lawyers on the Supreme Court. We may not, we the people may not question the king's ethics. Can British people question King Charles III, his ethical problems? 
You know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I watched a, a, a YouTuber, a Scottish, who is living in in China. Uh, he said a whole bunch of shit about this <laughs> King Charles, and he said, "We are the Scottish. We, 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 we don't uh, seventy oh two thirds of Scottish people don't consider don't consider King Charles the the, the king at all." The British cannot question the king's ethics. They can be, he can be a woman, womanizer. He can fly his jet all over the place while promoting his uh, green agenda. But no one's going to question his ethics. Just like we're not, we cannot question the ethics of our US, U.S. Supreme Court justices. Right now, I'm, you, you have learned quite a bit about what Clarence Thomas did, what, uh, uh, Chief Justice Roberts did. Oh, I mean, his wife, uh, uh, the wife of uh, Chief Chief Justice Roberts did. Let me just use some uh, bad stories about the the, the justice on the on, uh, on the progressive side. Elena Kagan, she was the pre uh, 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 president of Harvard University. In front of the court, there is a Harvard University admission case. Should she? Has she, should she recuse herself? Absolutely, in my opinion. She works for Harvard University as a, the president of Harvard University. She should absolutely recuse herself from the Harvard admission case. Now, I do follow this guy, a judge Napolitano on YouTube. He has the clip when he talks about Justice Clarence Thomas, and he himself, uh, Judge Napolitano, he, he told, he, he said he himself is a Roman Catholic. He is against abortion. And he said for that reason alone, he said any justice on the U.S. Supreme Court who are Roman Catholic should recuse themselves on the Dobbs case. Do they do that? They don't. Can you do anything about it? No, you can't. Now, I've said it repeatedly. The Roe v. Wade is decided by five justices on the U.S. Supreme Court, appointed by Republicans. They cannot be less Christian or less conservative than the current U.S. Supreme Court conservatives. I've said that. As we know, in the past, the slave-owning justices decided the slave cases. Isn't that right? It's the same thing. The slave-owning justices cannot decide on the case that involving slaves. That's simple as that. Right, so as we know, we're, these days, it's all in the news. The, the public is questioning, have a very severe uh, 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 questions about the, serious questions about the ethics of the U.S. Supreme Court. That's good. But in Chinese, there's a saying, when the upper being is not straight, it means the lower being is crooked. Let me repeat, there's a Chinese saying, when the upper being is not straight, it means the lower being is crooked. What about the lower courts? Are the lower courts squeaky clean? 
Not really. Not really. I can tell you that. Have you heard this word called the judicial collegiality? Judicial collegiality. I had a I once called a a, a a contact a retired judge from the Philadelphia Municipal Court. From Philadelphia, and he he told me this. He said he said Peter. Because I was uh, calling him because uh, I had a case once, and I believe the judge has a, a conflict interest. So I asked him, "Say, hey, should I file a motion to have this judge recuse himself?" And he told me this. He said, "Peter, I'll give I'll give you this warning." He said, "If you question the qualification or impartiality of one judge, the rest of the bench will gang up against you." This is what you told me. This is, you know, this is a sideline, private conversation. This is a Philadelphia municipal court judge, and I, I know a whole bunch. You know, I think I, I mentioned this. The a hundred thirty some federal judges who decided the cases when they have a financial interest in those cases. What happened to those, Peter? I, yes. I think. I think what happened is that these politicians really understand this Chinese expression that you just shared with us. That if you fuck with one of the beams, it fucks with the other beam. So yes, they don't want you to do that. It's called judicial collegiality. <laughs> Not only they are kings, they are in the club for kings, <laughs> right? They all know that. Uh, uh, by the way, I think uh, when the justice, Chief Justice Roberts, declined to come to the Capitol Hill. To testify about the Supreme Court ethics operations, all nine justices signed the letter, or at least they all agree with this Chief Justice. Right? It's called the judicial collegiality. This is why when Tucker Carlson said, "This is how white men fight," well, actually, I think that is they gang up against us, we the people. Right. Right. I mean, again, it's just another revelation of the ignorance of Tucker Carlson because everybody that he he and his team worship, you know, as you said, it's a bunch of uh, it's a bunch of people that enslaved other people that then want to go into a kangaroo court of sorts and pretend that there's any justice and any sort of neutrality uh, in the process. It's yeah, exactly. it, it, I was thinking earlier, as you were saying, you know, yes, these, these guys are the supreme gatekeepers, isn't it? Um, you know, there's, they're used, there's, they're, there's the last, the last sort of, you know, say, and those, you can't, we can't, we can't question them, right? But there's mm -hmm. also always the threat that they might be used. You know, and a lot of times I think they basically function off of the threat that they might be used. Like Joe Biden, how many times has he told us that he cannot do one thing or another thing because the Supreme Court will not accept it? You know, and there's some truth in that. But the Supreme Court also benefits from the, the yeah, this it's um it's a dastardly thing. <laughs> this um the Supreme Court and you're very right um, that there is a connection, a bridge of sorts 
between the royal family over there and their ability to do you know anything and the the courts over here and below that's where this this is the major league the supreme court and the courts beneath those are that's where the snakes sort of rise from right and if you're yep. doing a good job you know using um you know um using laws that were created for example to i don't know make i suppose the country a little bit more fair to 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 women to people of you know different how do you call it ethnicities right mm-hmm. um well they they utilize these laws as howard zinn you know pointed out to benefit you know the corporation and if you're doing that then you know you're going to make it to the top by democratic quote unquote you know democratic party or through the republican party Right. Um, yep. Yep. I, I actually I copied it from Howard Zinn because uh, he said this is that the way uh, the government, our democracy operates is just do the minimum to keep these uh, lowest class of people to be just to the point that they are not going to revolt. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, and it's the same thing. Our legal system, like it actually serve the purpose of profit seeking <laughs> and it's not there for justice you know it's not there for just at all i mean like like i said earlier is that if you are a client you if you have a case in front of the court you ask your lawyer say hey that judge i think he has some conflict interest in this case you if you ask this lawyer say could you file a motion for recusal so we can get a different judge more than likely your lawyer will tell you, if you force me to do that, I have to drop your case. Because the lawyers, you know, they will be like, they will be scared chicken little. They will never challenge the qualification, the impartiality of a judge. Because they know they are all in the club together. You know? And, and that is why, you know, people nowadays have the most serious question about actually this thing called the Supreme Court really is not supreme in their moral high ground, let alone their capability, their their, their competence, their judicial intellect to decide a case. Uh, so so that Peter, go ahead. Um mm-hmm. to speak about, you know, ethnicities and you know tribes where do these lawyers, you know, come from? The Supreme Court people. Like, I, I imagine one must come from. You know, it's a variety of places. They don't all come from the same university, do they? Wow, wow, wow! The Trump appointee is a very special story. Uh, I'm not an expert because you can imagine it takes a lot of time to dig into this judge's history and all that, right? But you know, I have said before that I believe uh, Clarence Thomas was being singled uh, is being singled out. I feel that I, I think if you question the ethics of the judiciary, like I said, when the upper beam is not straight, it means the lower beam is cooked, uh, crooked too. Meaning that you need to look up, up and down. We the people are the sovereign. The court is not the court. I consent because I challenge. The court, this court does not have the ethical standard to be my court. I challenge that this court does not have the competence and judicial intellect 
to be my rulers. They somehow believe they are my, our rulers. Again, not my words. Justice Scalia said, right? So, so I don't know. I don't know whether I have answered your question or not, uh, uh, Rudy. But I do know this: the, the judges are lawyers. The lawyers are judges. They know what's going on. Oh, these people. It takes a non. It takes a non lawyer like myself. They these these are charade. This is so called. This court is supposed to be even handed. Remember, uh, the blindfolded lady justice, you know, definitely from the physique of that uh, blindfolded lady justice. This is a blindfold lady justice is a white lady, but, but I don't think, uh, she's that, you know, it doesn't exist. We don't, it's like a Santa Claus. It does not exist. I don't see color, Peter. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Santa Claus is not white. Oh, Santa Claus is white, but Jesus is not. But anyway, hey, I'm sorry. I, I digress. But, I digress. The, the, but, the thing is, go ahead. Yes, mm -hmm. they do. They, they often also come from the same college. In, in this country of millions of people, for some reason, we take lawyers from the same college and then they are the, our rulers. Now, oh, Harvard Law School. Yes, of course. Yale Law School. Yes, yes, of course. Yep, I know what you're saying. Of course. Those schools are the symbol of privilege, right? And all that. So, yeah, that, that is a, so this is the ethics portion. Then I'm going to go to the, the lack of a competence. A king can be stupid. A lot of Chinese kings are stupid, right? That, that's how, why China, China go through some stupid periods, you know? And uh, King Charles can be a stupid person. Who knows? I mean, his brother, with that Andrew, is that his brother Andrew is not too smart, right? Well, and, uh, he's honest, though. Um, and one way that we know that he's honest is that he doesn't sweat. And he doesn't sweat because he lost his nerve, I think, in bombing raids or something like that. And ah, okay. That was his excuse for why he was not in that room with uh, you know, the Epstein people. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, um, let me take Jenny, and then I'm gonna go next step, uh, segment. It's called I'm gonna question this judicial intellect, their competence. Okay, I'm gonna go both both sides, both the right and the left. Okay. Hey, Jenny. Neil Gorsuch is from Boulder, Colorado, and his mother was a pretty famous judge out here, recognized by both the left and the right as incredibly fair. Okay. He grew, he grew up. At her side as a five-year-old he'd go listen to cases with her grew up basically in the courtroom and as one of trump's picks i think he's the most sterling example of a justice uh, we've had since yes i, I agree Ruth, with you Ruth yes. Bader ginsburg yes and so um mm -hmm. i i think that the the lynching that's happening right now in the media with clarence thomas is just a continuation of his hearing back in the day when it was joe biden himself who was trying to take him out with his line of questioning. And I seriously question all of the, you know, the, the ways that they're coming after him and his family uh, as just being a furthering of that. You know, he called it a high tech lynching back in the day. Yep. They yep. do not want Clarence Thomas on the court yep. and uh, will do just about anything to take him off so that they can replace him and get a liberal majority again before uh, Biden's gone. And so that's what I think all this is. Nobody cared yeah. before about yeah. the I justices. Agree. I agree with Jenny that Clarence Thomas 
is being singled out. I have said repeatedly, right? For a second, is I agree with you, Jenny, that I like Gorsuch way better. Because when Trump is in power, I was hoping for that he will appoint judge uh, uh, to the Supreme Court. The judge is not from the D.C. area, which is a swamp. Not from those uh, uh, Ivy League uh, schools. I prefer him appoint someone like from Colorado, from California, from Washington. I hope that he appoint a guy for a, who is a, from uh, whose parents probably is from India. I just want to mix things up. Yeah, and I'd, love, I'd love to see a banning of anybody who went to Yale Law School. Yeah, hey, exactly. You can't just be banning from Harvard. On Bend any the, level. You yep. can't be the president. Mm-hmm. You can't be part of the Supreme Court. We don't want you. I would be totally down with that. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I, you know, Gorsuch is the one that in that the U.S. versus Madero, he's actually the one who says something substantial, uh, which I'm going to talk about, you know, in, in the next se- in the next segment. Well, and just one more thing, Peter, I've been mm-hmm. following this case in Utah very closely, and there was a hearing this past week, and the judge did the right thing. And in 2014, there was a good old boys network that let this guy go. The judge did dismiss it without prejudice, which meant that down the road, it could be reopened if more evidence came forward. And it did. And so they reopened the case last year. But we were all really angry, all the journalists covering it, that they had let this guy out on bail because he is a, a demonic person, evil personified. And they let him out and we were all really angry. They had a second hearing just this past week and the judge did the right thing. And so it was like, okay, it was a young woman. She was so young. I was like, dang, go judge, go. But I'm, it made me very hopeful that the good things are going to happen around this case. But um, I'm right with you with the corruption. It's it's definitely embedded at every level of our of our government. No, now, this, go ahead. Jenny, uh, you said this, this judge, um, Gorsuch's mother, was known by the left, you mean the, the, the Democrats and the the Republicans as being fair? Well, is, just, is that the politicians or do, would you say the I, people, if you were to go to the towns and ask people, they'll tell you I that mean, you can fair. You can Google her name and read about her, but she was a very beloved character locally and highly respected. And so he grew up in that environment and just knows the law. And I, I like him. I think he's a good guy. Yeah, Gorsuch, uh, uh, the only thing I find uh, Gorsuch that I can criticize is the Dobbs case. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about it because uh, Alito is the, the leader in that. So I'm going to talk about it, uh, uh, in the next, uh, in the next segment. And, uh, Good. Go, I look go, forward go, to hearing it. Appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, feel free to join back, uh, call back. Okay, Jenny, I do, you know, invite everybody. Uh, I would love to hear all your opinions. Okay. Go ahead, Amanda. You want to say something? Amanda? Hey, sorry, my internet. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear perfectly. Okay. Um, I, I, I kind of remember Joe Biden at the Clarence Thomas hearings attacking Anita Hill and not Clarence Thomas so much, but that could be just a skewed remembering. I'm not, I'm not really sure. He's also, I think the question would be, so who's doing the lynching? Who decided that Clarence Thomas was going to be the one to get dressed down? Is it the media? Is it the establishment? What do you think? 
Uh, okay. Uh, great question, of course. Now, I actually remember that's my second or uh, third year uh, living in America because I came into America, uh, coming to the Philadelphia in year 1990. So I can be wrong, but, but I was quite impressed with all these uh, hearing stuff. My understanding is this, as I get older and all that, learn more about is this. Allegation by Anita Hill was investigated by the FBI. It's a part of the FBI background check process. Now, if the FBI go through that process, it's not being brought up, and somehow someone leaked that to the press, that raised my eyebrows. In other words, if you the, if the normal channel did not resolve the grievances or did not resolve, did not, you know, because I'm pretty sure FBI is doing a pretty good job when they, oh, by the way, I resigned from a federal contractor job because I know to work for them, I have to go through the FBI in, uh, background check, which involving they were going to talk to your neighbors, go to your school, all the, all kinds of shit. I said, no, no, I'm not, I, I don't want to go through those trouble because I already, you already searched my house. I'm not going to go through that trouble and talk to you again. So going back to Clarence Thomas, his beef back then is this, he, without any knowledge that all of a sudden this is, this allocation is leaked to the press and be part of the hearing process. He thought he was shortchanged and I kind of agree with him. For the reason is that, first of all, even if Anita Hill's allegation is true, I don't think it's a disqualifying factor. First. Second is this. I, I think by who he married, I believe Clarence Thomas, I'm sorry, I'm going to use the joke from the Seinfeld show. Okay. I love Seinfeld show. I think Clarence uh, Tom, Thomas likes large breasted women and the white women. So it's possible that Anita Hill may not be even his type. I can be wrong. I'm speculating, but that is bad. I know that's bad because that beef by Clarence Thomas saying that if the FBI went through the whole thing, they didn't find anything disqualifying. So I, they didn't find anything disqualifying. The thing was that he wasn't coming on to her so much as just being crude in front of her. Okay, I'm not. First of all, if it's true, if the allegation is true, I definitely. Right, so, not gonna, the, mm -hmm. so the allegation is true. I, I, it's it's irrelevant at this point. I just I just true, wanted to mention because I don't think Biden was all anti Clarence Thomas. Correct. I agree. Been, <laughs> yes. Yes. But I but oh. I just wanted I just mm -hmm. wanted to make that I, and and if I'm wrong I then I need clarification. No, you're not wrong. No, no, Amanda. No, no, yeah, Amanda, yeah. no, no, no. I appreciate you bring this up. Actually, you that's, know, that that's all. I appreciated Jenny Jenny's um, contribution too. I just yeah, thought. yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, I enjoy different opinions. You know. Uh, by the way, I'm not in disagreement with you. I've said. I just think he is always being singled out. But you know, John Roberts, like singled out by who though? The media, or like, like that's what I'm saying is like, I who is singling him out? Because I saw a big article about John Roberts and his wife having some problems with the uh, with conflict of interest kind of issues, also. 
Yes. So this is why I have said that not only the U.S. Supreme Court has ethics issues, all the courts below it has ethics issues. All the any time you complain about federal judge, it is all conduct in a secret way. Uh, it's like a we, if you report a police using uh, uh, excessive forces, you complain to the police department. They never publish those names. They never publish the nature of the allegation. Same thing with the judiciary in this country, the federal judiciary. I think it's bad because, like I said, especially when these judges have, first of all, I'm against lifetime appointment. This is my problem. Okay. You put here. I, I think the Supreme Court is the king. They can only be removed by their death. Nothing else almost. Right. So uh, going back to Claire Thomas is that it, it is not a major point at this time because uh, the country, the entire country, people like Jenny, people like me, people like Amanda are all having serious doubt about the credibility of our judiciary. That's a good thing for my show. Right. Because I said this, you know, since a year ago and uh, no. So 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 the Clarence Thomas, whether he's being singled out can be dealt with separately. You know, I might do an episode saying, is uh, uh, Clarence Thomas the house slave of the U.S. Supreme Court? But I don't, you know, I might want to do that. So so now let me go to the next segment. Go go ahead, Rudy. Um, so just um, a, an article by the Black Agenda Report, and I've sort of pasted a few sentences. But... Um, so this um, Anne lady, Anne Gorsuch, uh, again, I'm not uh, disputing what uh, Jenny was saying, but the Black Agenda Report has a different take on Anne Gorsuch, for example. And just want to read one, la this last thing that I had found. Um, so Anne Gorsuch served under President Ronald Reagan, and she was the first female administrator of the, the agency, similar to the pronouncements of President Trump's EPA nominee Scott Pruitt, Gorsuch's administration was marked by sharp budget cuts, infighting with uh, Korea civil servants, a cozy relationship with corporate polluters, lack of environmental uh, enforcement, and um, um, was it? Um, and the scandal over the mismanagement of the Superfund cleanup program that ultimately doomed her career in the Reagan administration and led to her public humiliation and resignation in 1983. Uh, she bragged that she reduced the size of the clean, a water regulation book from six inches to three inches. Um, yeah, so uh, she seems, from what they're saying, she seems to fit more of what um, Howard Zinn talks about, which is that these people ultimately, whatever you believe, you have to serve corporate interests first and foremost. And that means stepping over, you know, the the lives of everybody else, and you know, uh, you know, in in the way that like fits wherever um, they happen to be at, you know, at the social level. Um, yeah, yes. So uh, I'm glad you bring up this uh, information. Uh, again, you probably guys can hear. I usually don't take sides, uh, but I'll tell you this. I I just be honest here is that among the nine justices currently on your Supreme Court, 
uh, I consider Gorsuch is the best among nine of them. Okay, uh, not because uh, I'm a, a conservative or a liberal. It's just because I think he is being doing what he has said during his confirmation hearing. And uh, I give him all the credit in the U.S. versus Madero. He said that the these bad cases against racial minority, specifically the insular cases, should be overturned. And because uh, without overturning these uh, horrible decisions, the racial minorities will not get a fair shake uh, uh, in this country, which I find out to be, you know, extremely encouraging. Now, I have said, you know, I've feel disappointed that Gorsuch did not... Uh, by, by the way, just going back to this, Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg are the two most respected justices on the bench. Why? Because they're smart. They're diligent. They get to the point. You may vote differently on the point, but they all can get to that point that are valid. Okay, so 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 that's what I want want to add. So if I may, I will continue with the. We the people may not question the king's intellect or his competence. Okay, I was delighted because uh, I was delighted to find out recently, because I have criticized this justice, Sonia Sotomayor, in that last year, uh, in May last year. A year ago, saying she is just a totally incompetent judge. Period. Her opinion doesn't even match up to the basic knowledge. Okay, guess what? Who said the same thing? I find out. Lawrence Tribe, the Harvard Law School professor, Lawrence Tribe, who is the one who said the U.S. Supreme Court has a history of being the tools of a powerful, the the powerful. He back in. 2010, 12 years ago, in a leaked memo, Lawrence Tribe described Sotomayor not as smart as our people described her. 2010, Lawrence Tribe already said, Justice Sotomayor is not smart. <laughs> in other words, if I understand him correctly, Sotomayor does not even qualify to be a U.S. Supreme Court Justice. And I agree with him. I agree with him. Because you need you need the IQ. You need the intellect. You need the knowledge, the competence. Not by some kind of a magic appointment. Right? Only a king can do whatever. And can be as stupid as he wanted. But to be a Supreme Court justice... You need to do way, way better. So this is at least on one side of it. I have said before, had Ruth Baker Ginsburg lived to the Dobbs decision, she would put up with a very good dissenting opinion, educating the public why the Dobbs decision by reversing Roe is a bad, bad decision. I'm pretty sure what I have said about Dobbs decision I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg will say the same thing. She will leave no stone uncovered, unturned, saying how incoherent this decision is. Not just with the Roe v. Wade, but with this turn, uh, this concept called the personal sovereignty, 
people's sovereignty. The government, any branch of the government, can only govern by the consent of the people. In this case, half of them are women. You some have to go back. These the these are called originalism, textualism. This is being conservative about it. This is not about killing babies. Like I said before. Oh,、uh, by the way, I think、uh, you have learned this. Another horrible case in Arkansas. Somehow this this man uh, uh, have a, like a multiple dead bodies of teenage girls on his properties, and he was convicted of some kind of a pedophilic offenses. Like my episode I've said, if a white guy close his his、uh, white fences. Close his door, his windows, his roof, and go to his basement and enjoy some child pornography. Our constitution will protect every single privacy rights that he has. He's entitled to. But however, now by the Dobbs decision, our government can cross that white picket fence, smash that door. Go to the basement and find a woman. Find out whether she's doing abortion on herself or not. That's originalism. That's judicial intellect. You have to bring this concept up. These are facts. These are laws. But guess what? None of the liberal justices have that capacity to do things like that. You think it's a lack of capacity, or you think it's a like? Do you, do you think there is that this because what okay so my my thinking is a lot of this is just like they're making up on the fly, right? That they've contradicted themselves、um, too many times. That it's just I I I, I don't know that if if they were smarter that they could have won this thing. Because it just seems to me that it's just the the right have sort of pushed, and the slightly left right have pushed along with them to the to the point where you know we get what we get. I you know I I think somebody that was less smart, somebody that came from a community college or something like that, even right、um, in the Supreme Court, I think would do just as well. I I. I fail to see how like the, these people's intelligence is helping keep the ship going.、Um, I I know where you're getting、uh, at this. So,、uh, Rudy. So basically, there's a two type. We the people may not question the king's intellect or lack of, or, or intellectual dishonesty for 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 this justice. So. It's one thing that you you know as a Sotomayor being a Puerto Rican. Descent. She does not know the insular cases, or she does not want to criticize the insular cases. It is entirely impossible for Sotomayor in the Trump versus Hawaii. The Sotomayor insists that the way Trump treated these、uh, incoming travelers from these Muslim countries as the same as those who the U.S. government put into. Concentration camp during the Second World War. It's entirely two different group of people. Like、uh, Rudy said, 
someone went to a community college will understand. Someone tried to get a visa from a Muslim country coming into America are different from those Japanese Americans born and raised in California to be put in the concentration camp. But apparently Sotomayor does not see the difference there. It's not possible to be this stupid. That's called incompetence. So maybe and she's the queen. Maybe it's I'm sorry? Maybe it's controlled opposition instead. If it's so easy, yet the Supreme Court woman cannot, maybe it's just, it's, uh, it's controlled opposition. You know? uh, well, I'm going to talk, the next possibility is called the dishonest intellect, which I talk a lot. So, like I said, uh, in that the Rosa Parks episode, I've said, in the city of Montgomery Code, the bus driver can only enforce the seat assignment function when there's a vacant seat. It's called a vacant seat provision. That vacant seat provision is the result of a widespread protest called the streetcar boycott 50 years ago in 1900. So it is impossible for the presiding judges. There's a th uh, three, uh, sorry, two trial court judges who convicted Rosa Parks. It is not possible. Oh, by the way, the first one, John B. Scott, he went to Harvard. He's a Harvard educated lawyer. He's still on the Hall of Fame in the Alabama uh, Bar Association as of 2008. Okay? It is impossible for John B. Scott not to know and not to investigate and not to validate whether there's a vacant seat on the bus at the time or not. Because if there's no vacancy, then Rosa Parks is entirely okay to remain where she was seated. Is it possible for these John B. Scott, the judge, not to know that vacancy provision? His damn job is to read the law, to know the history of that law. I call that dishonest intellect, meaning that he actually knows. He pretended he did not know. Now, did Alito not know Thomas Paine's words that we the people have the personal and sovereign right to enter into a contract with the, each other to produce a government? Now, say a man and a woman must to surrender their sovereign right to enter into a contract to produce a government. The man said, I'm against abortion. I'm pro-lifer. And the woman said, I want a complete control of my own, own body. They have the consent to a government. You think Alito does not know that? You think Gorsuch does not know that? They all know it. They all know it. I call that just, just judicial dishonest, uh, uh, dishonest judicial intellect. Instead, Alito will bring in some, some British guy saying, oh, oh, back then, abortion is a crime in England. Therefore, in this country, we let the state to decide whether it's a crime or not. Well, guess what? Back then and today, in Britain, 
if you criticize the king, then, and today if you criticize King Charles III, that's a crime. Right? You should know that. Do we also use the same criminal statute that you shall now criticize your governor, your president? He goes back in England, we never criticize the king. They all know this. They all know this. But unfortunately, we the people may not question the king's intellect or lack of. We're stuck with the king. The nine lawyers on the Supreme Court. So now I'm, uh, I did not know this thing lasts this long. It's an hour already. So I'm going to quickly go over some cases because I want to share with you just how the king's decision on the U.S. Supreme Court can ruin we the people's lives way beyond their lifetime. Okay? I'll, I'll be quick. Dress Scott case. Uh, a senator in the hearing about the Supreme Court ethics has mentioned that, I did not know this, that Congress back then was debating whether to repeal the slave clause of the Constitution or not. I did not know that. But I do know this. Dred Scott decision also said that the Congress may not make new laws, uh, may not make laws to make uh, slavery illegal in the new newly acquired territory. So back then, the Dred Scott decision went beyond what court's jurisdiction. Not only they say within all the established states in the U.S., the slave slavery is legal. Dred Scott is not a normal citizen, a full citizen under the Constitution. The court also said in the Dred Scott decision that any new states we're going to establish, the Congress may not prohibit slavery in those states. That's a pretty, pretty bold move. Okay, another thing is this. So, as we know, the dress Scott has a pretty bad impact to this country, even after some of the justices died. Right? Another example is this. The Dreskar case is a case that lasted 11 years. 11 years is a lot of time. 11 years, this guy Dreskar have to wait for his legal status, whether he's a citizen, a free man or not, for 11 years. It's a very similar to a real story that are shot in a movie. It's called a 12 Years a Slave. Basically, this uh, born free African Americans was kidnapped in New York, in the North, and shipped to the South to be a slave. It takes 12 years to get all the documents together to prove to the court saying, look, he is born, he was born a free man, not a slave at all. You see how long the justice works or the injustice? Last long time, right? And we know the separate but equal doctrine established by Plessy versus Ferguson, again, by, decided by the kings on the Supreme Court. 
he has what at least 75 years of in negative impact on the African Americans. You cannot do anything with these kings handing out these decisions. Can you do anything? No. The insular case I talk about, the Korematsu case I talk about, they all have a long lasting impact, way beyond their lifetime. And the worst case I think is this, it's called the, if you Google, it's called the Colfax Massacre, C-O-L-F-A-X, Colfax Massacre. There is a case coming out of that massacre, it's called the U.S. US versus Crickshank. In that case, again, the kings on the U.S. Supreme Court said the 14th Amendment does not apply to private militia groups who committed mass massacres against African American militia members. This particular case, this particular decision, Long after this ruling, the federal government no, can no longer use the Enforcement Act of 1870 to prosecute actions by paramilitary groups such as the White League, such as the KKK, which have chapters forming across Louisiana beginning in 1874. So intimidation, murders of black voters, uh, suppressions, by these paramilitary groups are instrumental to the Democratic Party regaining political control of the state legislature by the late 1870s. So one single decision then have a very, very long last impact on we the people. And they're decided by the kings and you can do nothing about them. So now with that said, you know, again, we're talking about kings here. When there's a king, there is there will be insurrection. Right? That that's true in China. Emperors got overthrown by insurrections. By the peasants, by you know, just by by people who, who don't buy into this king's shit. Then in this country we have a slave revolts. We know that. We have a John Brown. Because John Brown, most anti-slave folks tend to be pacifists. But only John Brown accepted and later embraced violence as necessary mean about slavery. Because, you know, John Brown is definitely impacted by a Dred Scott decision. He's definitely impacted by, you know, any other slavery expansions in other territories. You know, we, we know after Dobbs' decision, Jane Fonda has responded using the word the mother in addition to protests and demonstrations to the U.S. Supreme Court decisions. And we know for a fact, this guy, Nicholas John, Rosk is trying to uh, had a weapon with him. He's trying to murder one of the justices. 
right? These are about, you know, these are the, on the left side of this debate. And, uh, uh, you know, I just use, I always, I always throw in other examples to balance the whole discussion, right? We talk about rights of man as declared by this guy, Thomas Paine. But today, as you probably heard of, there's something called the men's rights movement, right? How we turn, how this country started from on the prince uh, on this uh, declaration of a rights of men to today when we have a, a men's rights movement that is beyond me but i did use this guy as an example quite a bit this lawyer his name is dan hollander okay i have just for today's uh, episode i just quickly read more reports about him he have a he you know he went out and tried to murder the judge, a federal judge, who is presiding over one of his cases. Now, this is what he said in his manifesto on his own website. He said, he, I quote, The discrimination against men, uh, the, the only way to stop the discrimination against men is for 100,000 armed guys to show up in Washington, D.C., demanding their rights. I felt that these are another just another revolt against the kings. So there, there are stories from both, both sides, and I find them all fascinating. So to conclude today's episode, because I know it's be ten twenty now uh, on the on the east, when the democracy resorts to tanks and razor wires to protect the kings and the politicians, that is just an indication we, the people of sovereign rights, are rising up. Okay, this is my opinion. I think John F. Kennedy, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the guy who announced his run for president, has said that, that America needs a peaceful revolution. I agree with him. I've said so July, 1st, uh, July 4th last year. This country needs a second round of revolution. We, the people, have to rise up again. Okay, the Congress, the po the politicians in the Congress brag that they passed this law called the Daniel Endow Judicial Security and Privacy Act because of this uh, attempted murder by this lawyer Dan, Dan Hollander of this federal judge. It's under the same principle that Supreme Court justice these days are protected heavily by security details. The justice are riding in tanks. And we have seen the picture, the razor wire fences sur surrounding the, 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 the Capitol Hill. The January 6th riot. I'll call it a riot. I don't call them insurrection, but I'll call them a riot.
Peter, I can't remember which uh, African leader said this when asked, you know, why you don't roll around the security guard. Uh, he said, you know, like, what do I have to fear from people for? You know, these guys obviously have a lot to fear if they got tanks. And um, what's the name? Uh, Jenny said, you know, there were 52 people arrested in England um, yesterday and you know, only one was arrested in the protest of Gorsuch. Yeah, I don't know what that says about, you know, the differences between our kings and their kings. But I think, you know, you highlighted a, a lot of um, good connections. You know, um, you highlighted the, the points, obviously, that show that these people are sort of irreplaceable. You know, they're irreplaceable. Who's going to replace the, the king but God when they die? And <laughs> yes, who's going to replace, exactly. um, yeah. what's her name? The, the ladies that was dying and told Obama basically to, to screw herself, uh, himself because, well, she wanted to be replaced by, uh, what's it called? Uh, Hillary Clinton. Obama couldn't do it. We the people couldn't do it. It was only God that they came in and said, you know what? Let's get uh, Don to replace uh, to replace her. Yeah, yeah. This is why I think this uh, King Charles really gave me some ideas in the past few days. I was like, this should be talked about. And uh, and and, the, and these Supreme Court justices, they are really kings. They're untouchable. Go ahead, Jenny. But, but, that, but that's pretty much all I have for, for t tonight. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some Supreme Court justices removed from the bench because of scandals. And I think that there's some shenanigans that are popping out right now that are just kind of bubbling under the surface that everybody's going to be shocked if it happens. But I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's definitely been some corruption. But I do just, I, I have to disagree with you, Peter, on the notion that our Supreme Court is like a monarchy in England. It's not. I mean, the, the monarchy is so protected with their fences and all of their uh, security teams and everything. You can't get into Windsor Castle. You know, it's so protected. And these Supreme Court justices, when people come to their homes with guns to shoot up their kids, you know, what's that all about? That is the most un-American thing ever. And yet it's the reality of Kavanaugh. Somebody's not, not kid Gorsuch. got shot. This happened to Kavanaugh. He's his got kid young got kids. Shot? What? He's, he's, his kid got shot. No, a guy showed up at his house with a gun. He wanted to kill him. Right, but he he was still nonetheless protected. Yeah, they were able to stop it. Thank God. You know, yeah, they right. don't have the same level of protection. Mm -hmm. And if there is a scandal that they need to be removed, I trust they'll be removed. Yeah, we do have so, an impeachment process here. They don't mm -hmm. have that over in England. And there mm -hmm. are plenty of people in England who are done with the monarchy. They hate them. Yeah, but plenty of people here are also done with the, with the Supreme Court. And to the extent that the Supreme Court has been protected, it's because both the Democrats and the Republicans have basically just played along to the corruption. Nobody has pointed at the exactly. corruption of all of these people, right? Mm -hmm. Because, again, oh, they are like... They Rudy, like there God. have been books and documentaries and articles oh, written over and over but yes, about the corruption in, in the, the Supreme Court. The I don't know book. what you're talking about. And then you Nothing's put it in the back of the... Are you no, no, wait, 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 wait
there's also plenty that is written about the kings. Actually, you probably find in England a lot more um, conversation about the powers of the king than you find in the United States. Exactly as Peter is saying, because these people are protected. They're protected silently. Yes, we can write shit. We can talk little things. And then we'll, we'll just, they'll just put it in the very back of Google, in the very back of the libraries. Right? We're not, I don't think the idea here is that they're like for like in every sense, but that nobody can replace them. But God has been our history, has it not? Until we see differently, then it is so. Right. You're saying, oh, it yep. could happen. It, it might happen. Well, it's never happened. And until it happens, we're just going to have to go with the fact that, well, it doesn't happen. And we everybody known that there's corruption. This guy has, uh, you know, sugar daddies. He, he's been telling us that, oh, you know, we got to struggle for ours. You know, we got to put ourselves in college and colleges. And these same right wingers then get sugar daddy billionaires who pay for their houses. Who, and how is that not corruption? Jenny, if we if we if we're gonna be fair, let's fair. Let's uh, let's be fair. It's corrupt, and these are the sac not the sacrifice, but these are the sacred cows. You know, Look, the, if the Clarence king. Thomas was a Democrat, a leftist, nobody would say one word about any of that. It's the fact that he's a conservative that's why they're coming after him, and you know that, Rudy. Well, the, well. Yeah, so so uh, so let me let me jump in here. So basically, there is a, a three-hour hearing on the Senate. Uh, it's a very good uh, good hearing. Uh, I learned a lot, and uh, it, it does show that the, the Republicans' narrative is that the 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 Democrats are just going after the conservative justices, right? That is my, not my point here. Okay, I believe there's corruption on both sides, and because uh, it's not because of their party affiliation. It's because their profession, I call it, is called a legal profiteering, not to pursue justice or a harmony among, in a multi-racial society. That's one thing I want to say. Second, to respond to what Jenny has just said, I'm not saying this is a exact equivalent between Charles, King Charles III and our U.S. Supreme Court. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, as Rudy had mentioned, the fact that you cannot replace them, they have a lifetime appointment, is shockingly similar to me. Most important to me is this. King Charles does not make any decisions that will impact my life. But these nine lawyers, as Justice Scalia called them, nine lawyers on the U.S. Supreme Court, they, you know, I have said some cases in the past, they have blood on their hands. I'm serious about it. Like they, I agree with like, you. You, right? They literally in the history they have blood on their hand, and they have lifetime appointment. I'm just, I'm not saying I'm not too much into the blood. I'm just saying they should not be there forever like a king. So that is what I want to talk about. Today, no, uh, like I said, Jenny, you and I share this belief. I actually do believe Gorsuch is the best among them all. You know, I wish, I, sh I wish Trump never appointed the Kavanaugh. I wish Trump never appointed what's the other guy? Uh, the third one I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, but I like Gorsuch. I think he is the 
he's among he, he's the most wor workable guy among them all. And I do not like any of the liberal judges because they do nothing. They just wasn't, think sit, sit there. I just think something is going to happen. The, the program. Mm -hmm, go ahead. Wasn't Gorsuch actually one of? Yeah, I mean, even CNN was saying that Gorsuch is like a mainstream. It, nobody was really against Gorsuch. I'm pretty sure the Democrats were completely fine with Gorsuch. When Dan, when Donald Trump was uh, president, the Democrats were fast tracking all of his appointments. So again, I, 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 they're all corrupt. The Republican supposedly conservative ones are corrupt, and they are corrupt, um, corrupt for the Democrats and the Republicans. They all like each other. Yep. Um, they all knew that the, uh, that they have sugar daddies, and none of them said anything. Sotomayor knew the other one had a sugar daddy. So uh, the other one knew Sotomayor had a sugar daddy. Like everybody has it, and nobody. So I'm not on. I'm not on any of the sides, Jenny. My thing is they're all corrupt. This lady no, they're here, not. Amy yes, they're Coney Barrett is awesome. They, Kentucky Jackson Brown is awesome. They're all How can corrupt. you just you just do this they're broad all, brush? Everybody's it's, it's, evil. Jenny, I know everybody. Jenny, know it's no not shaft. everybody's evil. It's it's the the process. It's corrupt. The process, the way that you get up there is very corrupted. If you actually know this, it's they, these presidents choose them and they choose them based on the fact that every time there's a, a there's a, a judgment for corporations or against corporations, you know what they do? No matter whether they're for abortion or not for abortion, they go for the side of the corporation. Again, there's a there's a there's a there's a lawyer that was persecuted by a corporation that owned a judge that lost a court case in, um, in what was it, in the Latin America. Then I think they lost it in, in, um, in Canada. And in the United States, these corporate uh, uh, lawyers that Peter is talking about, again, they have not said anything on this case. But exactly. try to do anything for poor people, then they stand up. Again, I'm saying that they're corrupt. I have, I have no reason to love this lady, she attacked, again, the EPA at the time when Reagan was attacking the EPA. And again, she had to lose her position because of it. So worship her, however you are, for whatever reason. I think if a, if a, a government is bloated in the way that our Pentagon is bloated, let's eliminate those things. But the people that are cleaning up the Ohio River that we were setting on fire, that we should get rid of them, have you seen the budget of the United States that they're cutting that? And that is poisoning people. You're talking about the children and all of these families that you love. Do you know how, how they're impacted by these things? Right? So please stop it with all of this. Uh, oh, you're trying to just... No, there's a Thomas Paine that he just quoted. Thomas Paine's actually a decent one amongst all of these criminals. You know, there's plenty of Americans that I for sure think there are heroes that, you know, uh, black, white, Asian, I don't care. Plenty. Um, religious type too. Howard Zinn quotes these two um, Catholic priests, you know, and I think one of them participated in showing how the Pent was it with the FBI how he was like doing all kind of shit. Um, was it was it the FBI or the CIA? I can't remember which which office was raided, but it was one of these uh, priests. Yes, yeah, I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. Don't mm -hmm. be trying to muddy my 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 image here, Jenny. I'm speak I'm speaking specifics. The these Again, they knew that each of them has like corporate influences and they haven't said anything. And you look at that and then you say, oh, Rudy's just 
being a conspiracy theorist. I, I, I don't see anything. Yes. Yeah, so uh, if I, uh, Jenny, I'll let you respond to is that uh, what I think what Rudy is saying is that the process, I agree with him, is that the process is it's a corrupt process. This is not, you know, in a capitalist society. Again, I'm not against capitalist society here. I'm just saying the Bar Association is, including the judges, who is also member of the Bar Association, is a pro legal profiteering organization. No law or ethics require them to promote justice, but they are just inherently, naturally looking for profit, just like all of us. So I, I, I consider this is a corrupt pro process, regardless who is on that bench. And my concern for today's episode is that what if these people are lifetime appointment? We are really stuck, like we are British stuck with the king, whether you like him or not. Well, I appreciate your views. I appreciate being able to engage. I obviously have my views. I like to believe in this republic that I revere and vote for. When I carefully vote for a president, one of the main considerations is who will this person put on the Supreme Court? That's where the power of the people is, is in choosing our president. I personally think the people chose poorly when they put Joe Biden on in that position of power. I don't think any justice he would choose would be a good person. And they would, in fact, be one of those swamp creatures that we've had in the past. Mm -hmm. I like the people that President Trump put on the bench. And so I, you know, I'm just going to stand by my position that these are some good, solid people. And, you know, we move forward. We'll see how it all shakes out. I, I'm, I'm gunning for Robert Kennedy Jr. Because I see as, him as being a fighter who will go in there and just slash the corruption, especially tied to the FDA and the CDC and all the drug companies. That's where I think we need to start with all these mm -hmm. reforms. Mm -hmm. But we'll see how it shakes out. I agree. I agree. I mean, we should, uh, you know, I, I, I like the, uh, 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 the, the slashers. I totally agree. I think this government needs a slash and burn, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Any closing, uh, thoughts, Rudy? Well, this Jackson, uh, judge supposedly is good. Uh, Biden brought her on. Uh, I, I don't understand. Well, I, you know, just because I don't trust that he would bring good people on just as a matter of, you know, him being one of the worst swamp creatures that's ever been a part of the establishment. I do think as an individual, she's a good judge. So, you know, there's a little bit of my inconsistency, which we all have my confirmation bias. I like her. I think she's a good judge. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I want to say my thing is I'm not for first reverence of people. I like to first, look at what they do and then you know say okay the the things that they are doing is generally good and then maybe i'll then like look at them you know like the first thing that i do isn't that i look at uh, what's the name well, even the, the kennedy guy and i think oh i just like him and then just kennedy go ahead and do whatever um i want to know i don't know enough about kennedy that i should just jump on a bandwagon or something or even read his, the judges read his fauci even, book it's really good um, you know uh, she did recuse herself from this harvard admissions case because she knew yeah. she had some bias and first thing she said okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna weigh in on this one because I, I i don't think i should and i respected her for that 
I respect okay, well, that, that, that That position is good. And then I'll look at all the other positions of Kennedy and then I'll look at those positions as well. I, I think, um, again, I, I think in the, we should listen to the good Bible uh, when it says, let's not, you know, let's not practice. What is it? Um, adult? No, what's it called? The worship of man, kind of, you know? Well, we do that, I think we'll... I have issues that Clarence Thomas worked for Monsanto. I have big issues with that. I'm not saying he's just this lily white, perfect person, but I do think he's been a very thoughtful Supreme Court judge. And I think because he is an open conservative, there has just been a, a hate campaign against him since Reagan first put his name forward. So, you know, but, okay. I hate so, the bigotry. Uh, ago, is George W. Bush who appointed uh, Clarence Thomas? I thought it was Reagan. No, no, no. Clarence Thomas uh, is appointed in the nineties, not in the eighties. Uh, Reagan Thanks is. For that. Uh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, well, I enjoyed this conversation tremendously, and uh, and uh, again, it's just a random thought when I saw King Charles the <laughs> Third become the king. I was like, I think we have nine kings also. And uh, I just bring it up. I appreciate everybody. I put my, my meme video that I crafted, the link to it in the chat. I put it on Facebook tonight, celebrating the king. I use the Benny Hill theme music, which is fun. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an American. I'm not into monarchies. All right. Have a great rest of the evening. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, I will see you next Sunday. Thanks, Peter. It's a great show. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you, everyone. Bye now.